having a sanctified Holy Ghost feel. Believers in this house, why don't you get on your feet? Put your hand. Come on, get on your feet. Put your hands together and give God some hallelujah praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, ain't God good? Hallelujah. It still is a good day. It may be a sad time, but it's still a good day. For the Bible said today is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice. Hallelujah. We will rejoice. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, y'all. Give God some praise in this house. You may take your seats. Hallelujah. I'm Pastor Daniel Fluellen, pastor of this great church, St. Paul. Believers hold this church. And one thing we do believe in is that when it comes to a time like this, it's nothing like giving God a high praise. You want to lift up that burden off of your body? Give God a high praise. When you give God a high praise, it just seems like things just get to be a little bit better. When you give God that high praise, when you get your mind off the issue, when you get your mind off the problem, get your mind off the sadness, and put your mind on God, it just seems like something get a little bit better. The more you praise him, the more it gets better. Can I get witness in the house today? Can somebody shout hallelujah? Thank you, Jesus. Giving honor to God, to his son, Jesus, to the precious Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. To the, to the family of, of Mary Magdalene Robinson, to her son, God bless you, to her, to her siblings, to all of her family and friends, and those of us here at St. Paul, it is still a good day. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because we are here. We, we can still see one another. She may not be here. Hallelujah. But we are here. And last time I checked, God gave us all a good breath to breathe. Last time I checked, God gave us all running warm blood in our veins. Last time I checked, those of us who woke up, he woke us up this morning. Did he wake you up this morning? Hallelujah. Bible says, let everything that has breath praise you the Lord. Give him one more praise in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was uh, in, in conversation with the family this week, and there was, as I was listening to them talk about uh, Sister Mary, kind of reminded me of my mama a little bit when they said that she could be the life of the party, when she could, when she, when she could tell you off, hallelujah, but then turn around and cook for you, hallelujah. That was sound like my mama, but, but there was something that the son said that, that kind of took me back a little bit what it was he chuckled a little bit but it's i believe it's kind of a, of a true saying it's not biblical but it is true when he said that his mother told him don't hold grudges because it'll make you old <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah we, we we laugh at that but but let me translate that for you first of all everybody want to get old hallelujah Everybody will get old, but if that was because everybody be holding grudges. But the thing of it is, if you, I had to realize she was from down south. Hallelujah. If you translate that, that meant that you will look old. Hallelujah. And we've seen some folk that look old. Hallelujah. They hold that scowl on their face. Y'all come on and talk to me in here. They hold that grudging scowl on their face. They look like they said that they're actually 40 years old. You've seen those folk. Hallelujah. What's the issue that they're holding a grudge? Hallelujah. So which which the Lord led me to these couple of, of, of scriptures here. Just, just three. I'm going to be reading from Leviticus 19, chapter 18, verse, and 1 Peter 
chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. These are the words of the Lord. Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people, but thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. Hallelujah. First Peter 3 and 8 and 9 says, Finally, be ye all one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but counterwise blessing, knowing that ye are called, that ye, that ye are therefore are called, that ye inherit a blessing. Hallelujah. I'm going to be giving us a word this morning on the, the Lord said, don't hold a grudge. Hallelujah. The Lord said, don't hold a grudge. It, 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 that's, that's one common thing everybody know how to do. Can I get a witness? Is hold a grudge. And as I look back over Sister Mary's life, she had a right to hold a grudge, but she didn't. Hallelujah. She was born in the 50s. Born in the 50s, came up through the 50s and the 60s. Do you know what that, what that time period was? Hallelujah. There was cotton fields, tobacco fields. When you were a lot of discrimination, she had the right to hold a grudge. When folk, when she had to go to the back of the of the of the of the house to go get food, when she had to go drink a water fountain that was dirty, while the white white folks drunk a water of a clean water fountain, she had a right to hold a grudge, but she didn't. Hallelujah. And 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 even today, there are many of us that would probably have that same right. Some of us hold on to grudges. Some of us don't hold on to grudges. But the Word of God tells us that the Lord said, "Don't hold a grudge." It seems to me that every time we have we have services like this, there's someone in the family that we need to all come together. We all got to forgive. We all got to love one another. Why is that? We, we all say we, 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 we love the Lord and we all say that we uh, believe in the word. But there are some things in the word of God that we don't obey. And when God said don't hold a grudge, it looks like that's the first thing we all like to do. Hallelujah. If you want to, I do believe, if not in the word, but I do believe. Hallelujah. If we hold a grudge, there are certain things happen to you physically when you hold something like that. Hallelujah. What, do, what does grudge mean? Hallelujah. In, the, in, the, in, in our English dictionary, the word grudge means a resentment strong enough to justify retaliation. You do a, whoa, whoa, Wait a minute. What are you saying? I'm saying that when people hold grudges, it's because somebody did something to them that they won't forgive. They'll say that they forgave, but they won't forgive, and they're waiting for an opportunity when they can get that person back. Can I get a witness in the house today? Has there anybody ever felt like getting somebody back? Come on, talk to me, church. There are times folks have felt like getting somebody back. But I'm going to tell you that the Lord said, don't you dare hold a grudge. One of the another definition is about settling a score. Hallelujah. You want to get even with somebody. Hallelujah. But that is not for us to do. Many times, you know, the place that we find where a grudge is held more than any other place. It ain't in someone's home. It's not at the bar. It's not at the job. It's not in your home. It's not in the streets. It's the church. The place where we ought to show love, as, as, as it says here in, in 1 Peter 3 and 8, 
We ought to show that compassion. Sometimes there is no compassion in the church. We ought to show love to the brethren. We ought to be pitiful. We ought to be courteous. We ought not be rendering evil for evil because the Lord said, do not hold a grudge. But if we want to be like God, we cannot hold a grudge. Hallelujah. We cannot hold a grudge. As a matter of fact, if we look in the, in the Old Testament, when they use the word grudge, God was referencing grudge as, listen at this. In this 19th chapter, those, 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 those 10 verses, I think from verse 10 down, maybe verse 9, all the way down to verse 18. One of the things that God was telling his children of Israel, it was about loving each other on how to love each other in spite of, in spite of what you're going through, in spite of where you're at, in spite of the struggles that everybody could be going through. Because it is sometimes you're going through struggles. That is the time if we find it easy to hold a grudge. And in that in that Old Testament, that word grudge in the Old Testament is the word nartar. It means, it means being in love with being angry. There are some folk that are in love with being angry. You, you, you have the, you have it within yourself to show love. You have it within yourself to be forgiving. You have it within yourself to show compassion. But you choose to be angry. That is because you have chosen to be in love with anger than to be in love with God. God said, how can you say you love me, but you can't love the ones you see every day? How can you ask me for forgiveness when you won't forgive your brother and your brother won't forgive you? In order to be where God is, we have got to learn to forgive one another, show love and show compassion, and by all means, do not hold a grudge. Hallelujah. Do not hold a grudge. Thank you, Jesus. Do not hold a grudge. Thank you, Jesus. When I go through the Bible, there are, there are even men of the Bible that, that would often talk to God about revenge. That's really what, what, what that's really the, the where, where, what, what, what grudging do. Grudges is where, is a root of revenge. When a person holds a grudge, as I said, they want revenge. Even in the word of God, we see people of God that will also hold a grudge. Hallelujah. If you read in the book of Psalms, a number 41, in this verse, verse 10, we see where the, where the, where the man David wanted the Lord to help him take revenge on those who treated him wrong. The next, the next verse says, he tries to guilt the Lord into getting him a win over his enemies. Hallelujah. Have you ever prayed that prayer? Have you ever asked God, God, get them for how they treated me? Have you ever approached God and said, you seen how they treated me? Can you get them back for me? And then you, and then you look at him and it looks like they are prospering while you are not prospering. The more they prosper, the more you get angry, the more happier they are, the sadder you get. And next thing you know, you got that scowl, that frown on your face. And the better they do, the uglier you get. But the Bible here, even with David, when David went through all what he went through, in the end, he learned one thing for true, and that is that the Lord is his shepherd. Hallelujah. That in regardless of what he went through, he knew that it wasn't his enemies that, that kept him from stuff. It was the Lord that brought him through stuff. So he learned how to forgive his enemies, even when Saul was up against him. And he didn't do nothing against Saul. He fought for Saul. He loved Saul. 
but yet Saul held a grudge. Do you have, do you know anybody? The more you do for them, the more you love them, the more you provide for them. It seems like they keep holding a grudge, but David knew one thing, that when it comes to God's anointed, and you don't know who God's anointed are, he said, don't you dare touch God's anointed, and when you hold a grudge, you're throwing evil against God's anointed, and I'm here to tell you, God won't have that. The punishment you want towards them may be the punishment that's coming back towards yourselves, and I'm here to tell you, if you want to be where God is, you cannot Hold a grudge. Hallelujah. You go on and read in the book of Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs, it tells us that, that, that Solomon was taught. Never say that you want to pay somebody back for what they did to you. But you must, listen at this, you must wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. The one thing we have a hard time doing is waiting on the Lord. We will pray for the Lord to work it out. We'll pray for the Lord to handle it. We'll pray for the Lord to fix it and to fix folk. But when, when we really look at it, we sometimes get patient with the God that we serve because we feel like it take him too long to get folk for us. Can I get a witness? Sometimes we think it take God too long to get folk that done got me. But the Bible says that vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repent. I will repay. Don't worry about what they got. You don't know the conversation between me and that person, how, I, how I've changed their lives. Just like these six police these six police officers, it was five, but it's six police officers. So many folk are holding anger and revenge and are holding a grudge with these men. But if you want to make it in, you got to forgive these men and you got to love them and pray for them because if you don't, instead of you thinking you're going to make it to heaven, the same place you wish that they will go, you might beat them there. We cannot hold a grudge. And then we go over into the, into the New Testament. Jesus tells us in, in Matthew chapter 5, he said, never say I for an I. That's one of the words, some of the scriptures that we think we know, we don't ever, we don't ever say completely. The Bible says, eye for eye, two for two. If you kill my dog, I'm going to kill your cat. Hallelujah. That's what some of the things that we love to say. But Jesus tells us like this. He said, but resist that evil and turn the other cheek. Lord, have mercy. That, that one that I still have a problem with, and I'm a pastor. I mean, when, when folks slap you on one cheek, you got to, I got to turn my can I get a witness? Because uh, that tells me that the Lord is still, he still got some work to do with me. But guess what? I, the Lord showed me, when was the last time you got slapped physically? It's been so long, I can't even remember. But folks have talked about you. That doesn't mean, just because a person talk about you, that means you ain't got to talk about them. Just because a person puts you down, that means keep your mouth shut. And let them talk about you some more. Just because folks bring up a rumor about you, that means keep your mouth shut and let them do another rumor. Every time they treat you wrong, let them keep on treating you wrong. But the Bible says, 
But what we ought to do is still to bless them and to pray for them because if you do that, that's like keeping cold, hot coals on top of their head. God knows how to get them. But when you are, when you say that you are saved, we say that you are sanctified, that you believe in Jesus and that you got the Holy Ghost. The one thing you ought not to do and, and resist the doing is holding a grudge. That's why he tells us, why the, why the Apostle Paul tells us, he said, never give evil for evil for any man, but follow what is, a, what is good among yourselves and to serve all men. He's talking to the Christians here. Serve all men. Serve all men. Whether they hold a grudge, whether they treat you wrong, or whether they bring you a cup of water. you got to treat all men and serve all men. That means women too, with love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But there is something that as I look at this scripture, and, I, and, 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 and as I look over the Bible, and as I look at the word, and as I look at the church, when you can't find an example among yourselves, we got to learn how to find an example in Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible shows us when we read the New Testament, I've come to discover if anybody could hold a grudge, it should have been Jesus. Can I get a witness? If you look at everything that Jesus went through, he ought to be able to hold a grudge. But the Bible says he didn't hold a grudge. Hallelujah. When he fed the 5,000, hallelujah, and the 4,000, uh, the Folks were smiling and happy, but then there were some other folks on the other side plotting how to kill him. Hallelujah. And yet he still wouldn't hold a grudge. Hallelujah. Even, even he had he had somebody around the table with him that ate with him that was plotting his demise, and yet he still wouldn't hold a grudge. And even after he had gotten beaten, and he was up there, and Pilate was asking the people, who should we crucify? Barabbas or Jesus and Jesus hadn't done nothing to none of them but bless them and Barabbas was a murderer he was a thief and they looked at Jesus and said crucify him and he still wouldn't hold a grudge we go on a little bit further as he was walking down the Via della Rosa up to the hill called Golgotha people were throwing things at him they were spitting at him they were throwing rocks at him and even when he got up on the cross after they had nailed him in the right hand and they nailed him in the left hand and they nailed him in his feet he could have held the grudge but he still allowed himself to be lifted up and the scripture says there was one man on one side that said save yourself and save us too but the other man said don't you fear God and even in the midst why he could have held a grudge Jesus still had the power to show love and, and told that man when he said remember me he said this day he could have had he had the power to hold a grudge but he said this day you will be with me in paradise. And even while they were yelling at him for him to die, for him to no longer be on this earth, and he looked up towards heaven, and he felt that the Father had turned his back on him. He even had the audacity to not hold the grudge, but he looked up towards heaven and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus is our example. He didn't say, don't hold a grudge, but he showed you 
that no matter what you go through, no matter how they treat you, don't you dare hold the grudge because if you want to be with me as the preacher done read it, if you want to be in my house, because in my father's house, don't let your heart be troubled because in my father's house, I got a place for you. I'm preparing a place for you, but you can't get there if you're holding a grudge. So as we think about Sister Mary and we think about her advice, people don't give that advice unless they live it. I believe she lived it because her son witnessed it. Her family witnessed it. And these will be the words that I will leave with you. Not the words of Mary, but the words of our Lord. Do not hold a grudge. God bless you. God keep you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I laid my burden down. Oh, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I lay my burden down, glory, glory. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Since I lay my heavenly church burden down, oh, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I lay my Burden down. I'm going home to live with Jesus. Stay in y'all. 